needless to say, uh, all y'all know me, know I feel mighty small up here tonight. And like Bernard said, I, I'm just a youngster. I'm, I'm just a boy. But I have the love of the Lord in my heart. I thought a lot about camp meeting. <clears throat> I think it's a wonderful thing. It seems like it brings about more unity and more love from crowd to crowd than any other one thing there is. And we were talking on the way down. I don't have any children, but I've been raised, and I've seen other people raised. I've seen them raised good and bad. And I believe it pays to raise the children with a love for the campground. I believe it pays to bring the children to church. I was brought to church every time they had a meeting I was there. I was just as regular as my mama and my daddy was. And that's how I learned a whole lot about the Word of God, believe it or not. That thing that was sold in my heart when I was that young, I haven't forgot it. I don't know anything else. And I don't want to know anything else. You know, I thought about power. I said something about this in Norfolk. We all want to have power. Right. The church has got to have power. Right. I've got to have power. Right. We all need the power of the Lord. But it depends on me how much power that I've got. Right. If I live in a slipshod way yeah. and are half earnest and don't care whether I read my Bible or not yeah. and don't care whether I pray or not and don't care whether I try to cooperate with the church or not and don't care anything about the gospel, I won't have any power. Right. Right. But mighty power depends on me. That's right. We can have all the power we want. That's right. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Right. And another thing I was talking to Leon about, one of the boys, our life is going to prove whether or not we love the church or what we love the gospel or what we say we love. Our life is going to prove whether we do or not. Now, words are cheap, and we can say all kind of pretty things. And I don't want my word to say one thing, and then my life to be a slap in the face. That's right. I don't want it to be that way, but I want my life to prove what I preach and what I say I am. I want my life to prove it. That's right. And it's going to do it. And what I say is going to be mighty shallow unless my life don't back it up. Right. Now, the first thing we do, you know, God is not the author of confusion. Now, we don't want to be confused about anything, no. but let's kind of get the air clear now and kind of get started off on the wrong foot, right foot. We don't want to get started off on the wrong foot. Now, this is to sinners as well as to sanctified people. Right. For many deceivers are entered into the world. Now, false preachers beat the right kind of preachers a hundred to one. They've got them beat a hundred to one so far as in number. But in the power of the Lord, they don't have anything in the world on them. But there are many deceivers or entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. An antichrist is someone that's against Jesus. And I'm against any spirit that's against Jesus. That's right. And we had better be. And we'd better stand out against it. Look to yourselves and lose not those things which we have wrought, but we receive a full reward. Now let's get everything straightened out here now. Sanctified people love everybody. 
that comes along with getting sanctified. Yeah. It's impossible for me to be sanctified and not love you. That's right. So I want everybody to know that I'm sanctified and that I love everybody. Right. And nothing is said to hurt anybody. Nothing is said to throw any stones. If it is, I've got the wrong spirit. Right. But there is a word of God that we have got to stand by. Yes, it is. Now let's get it straight. Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ hath both the Father and the Son. And if there come any to you, this is to all of us, sane and sinners alike, if there come any to you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not in your house, neither bid him God speak. You wonder why we preach so much against things that are deceitful, so, uh, so much against things that are wrong. We're only obeying the Bible when we do. Neither bid him God speak. Listen to what happens to us if we do. God help. For he that biddeth him God's speed is partaker of his evil deeds. So we've got to abide in the doctrine, and we've got to preach the doctrine. If we don't, we're a worker of the devil. You can't be a worker for the devil and for the Lord. You've got to stand for the truth, or you've got to stand for the right. I would that you were hot or cold, but because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. We can't stand on the fence. We say we're on the fence. No, we're not. We're on the wrong side. That's right. Now, what is the doctrine? Now, it says not to uh, bid him God's speed, and if he don't bide in the doctrine, he don't have Jesus. Now, you all are just as familiar with this scripture as anything. But sometimes I'm afraid the world don't get down to the true meaning of it. Now, there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. How did he know that he was a teacher come from God? He had lived the life. He had bore the fruits. And like I said, unless our life backs up what we preach, it won't have a bit of effect in the world. And we have got to live before the world that they will have confidence yeah. in our life that's and right. believe us yeah. when we say something. Right. We've got to live that way. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. No man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of, life, of God. Now the whole world practically... The whole world says the new birth comes at conversion, which is the forgiveness of sins. They say that. Now, I know what I'm talking about because I know they do that. I'm talking about the doctrine of the different bodies of people. They say that a man is born again when his sins are forgiven, but I say on the word of God that he don't have no life in him. That's right. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. That's right. That is the word of God. That's right. And if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That means you're born of God. Right. And it says, for both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call us brother. That's right. Those who are sanctified are all of one and no one else. Brothers of Christ, uh, uh, children of God, we're a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people. We're in a good family and in a good situation. Right. 
Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born yeah. again when he is old? Right. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Barely, barely I say unto you, Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. The first man, Adam, is of the earth, earthy, but the second man is the Lord from heaven. You know, I can't separate uh, the plan of salvation and the coming of the Lord. That's right. I can't separate it to save my life because there is no separation. Now this church believes in two works. Is that right? We believe in two works. We believe if you stop at the first work, you're still lost. You still have the carnal mind. You're still in sin. You still have that thing that caused you to sin from the first place as long as you're not sanctified. Now this, that's what this church believes and we believe that we can prove it by the word of God. Now, this thing we preach is not something that just somebody's told me. True, I was raised up under it, and I didn't know nothing else. But I have read the Bible a little bit, and I have went on my knees a little bit, and I have prayed to the Lord a little bit, and I know he has revealed his word to me personally. Now, I know that. I have experienced it. Now, Ezekiel saw it a long time ago. Therefore, say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither you went. None of us deserve this gift of God. None of us really deserve it, but God's mercy brought it to us. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them, and the heathen that shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, and I will be sanctified in you before their eyes. For I will take you from among the heathen, and I will gather you out of all countries, and will bring you into your own land. Now we believe in two words. Now here's the first one. And I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from your idols will I cleanse you. And a new heart also will I give yeah, you, right. and a new spirit. That's right. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world shall see me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. I and the Father will come unto you and make our abode with you. That's the spirit it was talking about. It takes the spirit of the Lord to make us a child of God. That's right. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. The carnal mind is not subject to the law of God. It is enmity against the law of God. He can't do nothing with it. He can't bind it down. You can't bind it down, but he can take it out and give you a brand new heart. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments. That's why. Because the spirit of Jesus is on the inside and it changes our desires. That's right. And you're saved nothing shy of that. That's right. Up and down life. Sin today. Repent tomorrow. Sin today. Repent tomorrow. 
He says, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. If you're going back and committing them every day, you're not saved from them. You're not saved from anything at conversion. You're not saved from anything. Just a heart has just been cleaned up and the temple has been made ready for the coming of the Lord. That's right. And the hand of the Lord was upon me. And he carried me out of the spirit, in the spirit of the Lord and sent me down in the midst of the valley that was full of bones. Is that the world or not? Are they dry? Are they dead? We have been dead. The sinners have been dead since the downfall of Adam. That's right. As by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. He told him that the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. That was talking about his spirit. That's right. And by the obedience of one, that one was Jesus, shall many be made righteous. Right. <clears throat> and caused me to pass by them around about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Uh, in him is no darkness at all, but if we don't have him, we have no light at all, and we have nothing at all unless we have Jesus. That's right. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Is there a way out? Is there a redemption? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now there's nothing that can bring you out of sin but the word of the Lord. That's right. Regardless of what your preacher has told you, regardless of the way you have been raised, we have got to stand on the word of God. And I stand there tonight and say there is one Lord, there is one faith, and there is one baptism. One God, who is Father of all, and above all, and through and in you all. And in you all. One God, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. That's the word of God. And again he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause you, cause breath to enter unto you, and ye shall live. Now breath was the sign of life. The breath entered into them was the sign of life. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, as I was commanded. Yeah. And as I prophesied, there was a great noise, yeah. and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Yeah. Now, before you come to the Lord, you've got to be convicted of your sins. You can't keep on living in them and get up to the time and say, well, like I said, after I get sanctified, I'm going to do that. But you've got to make up your mind that you're going to quit the sinning business before God will listen to your prayer. You've got to be shaken up. Yes, you have. You've got to realize that you're lost. Yeah, got to come that you have no life. Yeah. You've got to come to yourself and realize that unless you do get right, you'll be forever lost. Yeah. And the Bible says, the soul that sinneth shall surely die. That's right. It says, And they came together, bone to bone. And I, when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and his skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. No breath. There was one word, but still there was no life. That's there right. was no breath. 
and the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then, there's something else. Then he said unto me, prophesy to the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they might live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them. And they lived. He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son hath not life. If any man hath not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That's the Word of God. Every bit of it's the Word of God. That's right. Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and breath came unto them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet in an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. That's how you get to be the true house of Israel, is I have the circumcision of the heart. Right. When we're sanctified, when we're born again, when we're in the New Jerusalem, That's right. when we're in the holy city. Right. That's right. And then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord. Now listen. Didn't I tell you that death was on the people from the downfall of Adam? The day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. The carnal mind reigned from the downfall of Adam and is born into every person that is born into this world. And the only thing that will eradicate it is the Spirit of God. Now listen. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. O my people, I will open your graves. Now I can't separate the plan of salvation and the resurrection. I can't separate it. Oh, my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come out of your graves and bring you to the land of Israel. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Death is swallowed up in victory. He hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. That through death he might destroy him that had power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Oh, my people, and he shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, oh, my people, and brought you out of your graves. And I shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live. And I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Life comes with the Spirit of Jesus. There's nothing in this world that can give you life except God. Men make things. They try to create things. But the only thing in the world that's going to bring you life is the Spirit of God. That's the only thing that has ever brought life. Now, I told you we believe in two words. They're necessary. Yeah, it's all over the Bible. They're necessary. 
You can't get one without the other. And one is no good without the other. They both got to work together. Repenting is just as much, just as important as getting sanctified. It has to come that way. The temple has to be cleaned up. The Spirit of God will not dwell in an unclean temple. He just won't do it. So then repenting is just as necessary as sanctification, but without sanctification, brother, we are all lost. That's right. You say that's a broad statement, but we can prove it by the Word of God. Now, Peter and John, they healed a man. And uh, after they'd done that, it just gave them a good chance to start preaching. Now, this is after it happened. And when Peter saw it, he asked unto the people, You men of Israel, why marvel you at this? And why look you so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or our own holiness we have made this man walk? Do you remember how Peter was before he got the Spirit? Do you remember how he denied Christ? But after the day of Pentecost come and the Holy Ghost came in his heart, he had all the power that he needed. And there's one thing I'd like to say. There's a world of difference between love and compromise. There's a world of difference between love and compromise. As I said before, sanctified people automatically love people. But sanctified people do not compromise with the devil. I looked up that word. I got a dictionary. I looked up that word. It means to kind of yield, to give ground, to try to cooperate with. You start trying to cooperate with the devil, and you'll go down. Yes, And this church is founded on the Word of God. That's why I stand behind it for no other reason. I got flesh and blood relationship with it. My two grandmothers and grandfathers were some of the ones that was with it when it started off. But that is not my connection with Christ's sanctified holy church. That's not how I got my inheritance, but I got my inheritance by being sanctified. I got my inheritance by the Spirit of the Lord. It means more to me than flesh and blood. It means everything to me. We can't compromise with the devil. Not that we don't love anybody. Not that we got anything against anybody. But we've got to stand for the truth. That's right. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up. Is he telling them now? Was he compromising with them? No, he wasn't. Delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when, when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and the desire and murder to be granted to you. It sounded like he was plenty bold then. What made him bold was the Holy Ghost. What made him bold was the Spirit of the Lord. And it'll make us bold. If we find ourselves a little ashamed, if we find ourselves a little afraid to stand up for the truth, we better look out because we don't have enough of the Spirit of the Lord. It'll make us bold. It'll make us want to stand for what is right. And delivered the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. They'd done that very thing. Yes, they did. And killed 
the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And if the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, that spirit that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth within you. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, and it is raised a spiritual body. When this corruptible shall have put on corruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then it's brought to pass the saying, death is swallowed up in victory. That's what, that's what makes us born again. That's more than conversion. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man whole, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I what that through ignorance ye did it, yeah. as did also your rulers. But those things which God before has shewed by the mouth of all his prophets, that yeah. Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. When he had fulfilled all yeah. that was written of him. Yeah. He fulfilled. Yeah. 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 Now listen. Now listen and see if you think this is two, or do you think it's just one? Repent ye therefore and be converted. Does that sound like a work of grace? It does to me. Repent ye therefore and be converted. Why? That your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. That finishes that verse. That verse is finished. And and he shall send Jesus, which before was preached unto you. The Spirit of truth, when he has come, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. We know when they got it. We know when they got it. We can read about that too if we had time, but we don't have time on the day of Pentecost. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. When I will pour out of my Spirit in those days, saith the Lord. It happened. That's right. Yes, it happened. And he shall send Jesus, which was before preached unto you. Now the coming of the Lord and sanctification are one and the same thing. There's one other place in the Bible where it reads about he's going to come again the second time. But now, once in the end of the world, but now, once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. That was the end of the world. This generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, Coming down from God out of heaven. That's sanctification. That's right. That's the resurrection. That's the baptism. It is. We can prove it by the word of God. And as many as look for him, shall he appear the second time 
without sin unto salvation. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the Lord and he shall send Jesus. The second coming of the Lord. I believe that. I just believe the Bible is what I believe. We can prove there's two works all through the Bible. You know when Jesus healed a man, he did it so that we might know. And the man was blind. Is the world blind? He couldn't see. He was dry. But when Jesus worked on him, he worked two operations. Yes, he did. The man was blind, and he anointed his eyes the first time, and he asked him, how did he see? And he said, I see men as trees walking. Like I said the other night, his vision was, uh, was out of focus. It was blurred. Did you know that's the trouble with the preachers? Their vision are out of focus. They're blurred. They can't tell. Like they said, they know there's a graveyard, and they know there's a resurrection, but they can't get them going together. But when we get the Spirit of the Lord, we can get them going together. That's right. We can't. A man cannot be sent out to preach unless he has the Spirit of the Lord. Right. That's right. There's a there's popular preachers of the day. I don't like to down anybody's religion or mention anybody's name. But there's a very popular fellow that has a whole lot of converts. And did you know what he said? The brother said it today. He said there wasn't no feeling the salvation. And he said you had to see it. Now anybody, let me tell you something. Anybody that preaches against the word of God is a preacher of the devil. He's a false prophet. He couldn't possibly be anything else. You can't have the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of the devil at the same time. I don't want to follow nobody like that. If the blind lead the blind, they'll both land up in the ditch. He said that he had to sin to go to I mean, you couldn't help but sin. You know what the Bible says? He that sinneth is of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And whosoever is born of God, very, very, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And, he, uh, and whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. And his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Did he preach according to the word of God? I don't think so. Don't think so. Now we can find some more of that over here in Acts. Yes, we can. Yes, right in there. Now, uh, that was a fella. That was a fella that was a real good man. His name was Cornelius. He was a real good fella. I don't know, man, you could hardly find anything wrong with him. I mean, he was one of the closest counterfeits you ever saw. But a counterfeit is a counterfeit. I don't care how close it comes to the truth. If it's no good, it's no good. That's right, if it's not backed up. <clears throat> he wanted to do right. I don't mean that. I don't mean that he was a hypocrite. But he didn't have what it took. Now, there was a certain man of Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man. 
a devout man. I mean, he was some kind of church member. He probably thought that his good deeds would overbalance his evil deeds when he come down to die and he'd make it to heaven. But he lacked something. A devout man. And one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms. <laughs> he must have been a pretty good fellow. He gave much alms. When you start getting close to a fellow's pocketbook, sometimes you hit a hard spot. But this fellow gave many alms, didn't he? Yeah. And prayed to God always. And he said a little more about it. And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a just man. Pretty good fellow, wasn't he? A just man. And one that feared God and of good report among all the nation of the Jews was warned from God by an holy angel to send words for thee into his house to hear words of thee. Now that was talking about Peter. And at the same time, an angel appeared to Peter. Yeah. And he said, there's going to come six men, I believe it was, to you. Uh, let me read it. Let me read it. And the apostles and the brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles also received the word of God. Now this was after... Peter went and preached to him, and the man got the thing that he needed. But here is Peter relating how it happened. He is uh, telling his disciples, his brethren, about it. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they that were the circumcision contended with him, saying, Thou wentest in to men uncircumcised, and did eat with them. Now God showed Peter a lot of things in that dream, saying, Thou wentest into men uncircumcised, and did eat with them. But Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by ordering to them, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. A certain vessel descended as it had been a great sheep, let down from heaven by four corners, and it came unto me. Upon the which when I had fastened my eyes, I considered, and saw four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. Everybody. And I heard a voice saying unto him, Arise, Peter. Slay and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common nor unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. He thought it was just to a certain few, but God showed him. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God hath cleansed, call thou not common nor unclean. And this was done three times. Very convincing, wasn't it? And we're all drawn up again into heaven. And behold, immediately there were three men. There was three men already coming to the house where I was sent from Caesarea unto me. And the Spirit bade me go them nothing down. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. Now this was a man I was reading about to you a while ago. This Cornelius, a devout man, one that feared God with all of his house, a just man, but still he liked something. Let's see what he liked. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house. The angel had told Cornelius, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. Now it took a man that was full of the Spirit of God to tell him about the Spirit of God. And it still takes it. Now listen. Whose surname is Peter. That's right. Who shall tell thee words 
whereby thou and thy house shall be saved. He was not saved before. Tell thee words whereby thou and thy house shall be saved. Now what saved them? And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost yeah. fell on them as on us at the beginning. Yeah. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. That is the saving power. Yeah. That is the new birth. The that is the Spirit of the Lord. That is the coming of the Lord. It's got to be by the word of God. We can read more about that. Acts is full of it. Yes, it is. Paul preached it. Peter preached it. Ezekiel preached it. Jesus preached it. Peter preached it. Now Paul's going to preach it. <clears throat> At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining around about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me, saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he says, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise, stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. Now God was making a preacher out of Paul. Listen, people, it takes God to make a preacher out of anybody. It don't take the wisdom of the world. It don't go that deep. You can't get it that way. Uh, the way unto the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was yet standing. So let's not day under the old covenant. Let's don't go to teachers and a high priest or anything else and try to learn about the Spirit of the Lord. But we can have boldness ourselves to enter in the holiest of all for our own self. And then we won't say to our neighbor, know the Lord. But we'll know him from the least unto the greatest. It takes God to make a preacher out of it. You can't learn it in a school. I know that. And we can prove that by the word of God. But rise. Stand upon thy feet. God wants his people to work. Yes, he does. He wants right. to stand up, too. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister. Yeah. The Lord was making a minister out of him, right. to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and the things in the which I will appear unto thee, yeah. delivering thee from the people. Yeah. You got any paid preachers? Are they delivered from the people or do they preach to please the congregation so you won't cut their pay off? It's serious. It's a serious thing. Let's have teachers sent from God. And our folks, I'd like to say another thing. It's a very careful thing who we put on this stand. One of the worst hurts you can bring in your church is to put a man up here that's tainted with some other kind of doctrine. It's one of the very worst things you can do. Our young people are looking to you. We're looking to our ordained ministers. We're looking to you older people. And we don't want you to be tainted with anything else. But we want you to preach the pure word of God and don't put up anybody else that don't have it. We don't want it. It hurts us. 
We want people that are led by the Spirit and the power of God that's taught of God. That's right. Lord help. Bless you. It's all right. I hope that's all right. It is. I agree with you. Stand back there. To make thee a minister and a witness. Both of those things which thou hast seen. Now, when we start saying things uh, uh, contrary to the doctrine and to the word of God, we're losing sight of Jesus. Right. I don't care how old, how old you are, how long you've been on the way, or how young you are, you've got to preach the word of God. That's right. You've got to do it. You can't serve God and serve mammon. You can't hang on to the devil with one hand and the Lord on the other and preach the gospel like it ought to be preached. I don't care how old you are. You can't do it. These things which thou hast seen, and those things which I, I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people. You know, I made up in my mind, I'm young, but I've made up in my mind that I'm not going to preach or talk or anything else to try to get the pat on the back. Is that all right? That's all right. That's right. If I yet sought to please man, I would not please God. A friend of the world is an enemy of God. We can't do it. No, we can't. I've made my mind up to do that. God bless you. That's all right. You think we're going to go to Dallas? I don't think so. Delivering from the people and from the Gentiles and to whom now I send thee to open their eyes. To open their eyes. I see men as trees walking at first. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness unto light. From the power of Satan unto God that they might receive one forgiveness of sins and an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified by faith that is in me. Sanctified. Christ sanctified Holy Church. That's how it's got his name was from the Bible. That's right. That's how it's got his name. That's where it got his name. Where is it? Galatians you read about that? Yeah. Ephesians. Ephesians. Yeah. Just right where we got our name. We believe in being sanctified. Why do we believe in being sanctified? Jesus believed in being sanctified. He said, I sanctify myself that these also might be sanctified. I'd be of the devil if I didn't believe in being sanctified. By the word of God. By the word of God. Well, I can read one more if you want me to. All right. Yeah, that's good. It's getting late. It's all yours, All Just a little bit, not much. Just a little bit. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is a message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I would that ye were hot or cold. We're for the Lord or we're not for the Lord. That's right. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. In him is no darkness of all. And if we offend, if we offend in one point, we're guilty of the whole. And another thing I'd like to say, when we find out that we have offended, don't try to renew yourself again unto repentance. 
Don't try to go back and get a little more carnality out and go back and get a little more out, but do the first work over again. Because if we offend in one point, we're guilty of the whole. If we do that, the devil will be having us believe in a lie and we'll be damned. That's a bad condition to get into. When a fellow really has his faith in something that is wrong, he don't have much chance. Don't let it happen. Do the first work over again. Sanctified people have more respect for you. They'll love you more. They'll hire you and hold you in higher esteem. That's no disgrace. Uh, I don't guess any of us is above slipping at times. But if we slip, don't try to put new wine in old bottles. Don't put a new piece of cloth on old garments, but do the first work over again. You'll be a lot better off. It won't work any other way. If we say that we have fellowship with them and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Is there anybody that has felt a little cold towards sanctified people? Have you found a separation? Listen to the word of God, please. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we might have fellowship. Maybe we'll have if we work hard enough. If we try to please enough people, we'll have fellowship. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Bless the Lord. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's right. Now here's the world's big gun. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So there, they say they've got us. But you know, the world don't read the Bible. Please listen to the next verse. If we confess our sins, there has to be repentance. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. And if we confess our sins, we're all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We're all born with the carnal mind. There's none of us here tonight that has reached the age of accountability that hasn't went against God because he had the wrong nature to start with. That's what this is talking about. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the word is not in us. Well, it's getting late, and I don't want to take up any more time, but that's how I feel. That, that, that's what my religion is based on. And is that all right with Christ sanctified yeah. Holy Church? Is that what y'all started out with? Is that what y'all still preach? Well, somehow or another, I can read it and it goes right. The more I read it, the more I find out that I believe just exactly like the doctrine of Christ sanctified Holy Church. It just works that way because it's founded on the Word of God. And anything besides the truth will go down. And let me tell you something else. If this church ever gets to the place that it don't stand on the Word of God, it'll go down and God will raise up somebody else who will take the gospel. 
so let's stand on it. I made up in my mind that I am. And I can speak for a whole lot of other young people. We've made up in our minds that we're going to stand for the truth. And we feel like we're growing day by day. Y'all pray for us.